Good news doesn't travel fast enough. I feel like we're being bogged down with like negative stuff, like negative news, you know, that everywhere you look, you'll hear something negative. And I feel like ultimately there's not a lot you can do with the negativity. Comey Media Group proudly presents Revelations with Cole Johnson. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. It's time to go to a place, a place where clarity is the goal. Clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who we are and where we desire to be. I am proud to introduce my next guest, whose name is her affirmation, Miss Crystal Clear. Crystal Clear is her name, and this is her revelation. Oh, no problem. Now, now for those who are not aware, she's a wonderful podcast host and her show is show has gathered a whole lot of interest with a, a variety of people. But I almost wanted to call you or tag you the cheating queen because <laughs> every other episode I saw, it dealt with cheating. And I thought, OK, this is really interesting. So I was like, OK. So I listened to a couple of episodes and I realized where you were going with it. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if you were it was almost as if you were like a PhD student and you wanted to gather research as to okay what makes what makes the the mind the the heart and the soul of a cheater that's sort of how I is that pretty much what you wanted to do or was it another motivation as for you to drive down this lane and do a series on it It actually happened on its own like one day I said I was going to you know cover the topic and that was it and the feedback from that one episode just turned into the rest of the episodes. So it ended up being a series, but it was unintentional and it just happened that way. But yeah, it, it turned to, it happened on its own, really, honestly. Nice. Okay. But yeah. I do like the topic. It, it's very interesting because it's kind of hard to pinpoint it after what I've learned so far. It's just, I think it's like a natural hurdle to a lot of, you know, relationships is just something that's going to happen some way or another. And, um, you know, some couples survive and some don't. And it's just unfortunate because I know it takes a toll on a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Huh. Believe me, I've lived it myself. It does take a mm. toll and it's it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. So I would listen to, of course, to that series. And then mm-hmm. I focused on the name Crystal mm-hmm. Clear. I said, okay. What's the motivation of the name? Uh, the motivation. So uh, when I was thinking of the name of my podcast, I couldn't think of anything. And everything I thought of was kind of like long. So I asked my husband what he thought. And he was like, well, it needs to be short. Like, think of your favorite podcast. Are they like two name titles? And I'm like, yeah, they are. He said, so you need to stick to something simple like that. And so he came up with Crystal Clear. And I was like, oh, no. That's just too simple. It's it's everywhere. I, come on, now. he's like he's like. Well, that's a good reason. So every time somebody hears crystal clear, they'll possibly think of you. So 
go with that. And I'm like, mm mm, it's just it's just too overly used. I can't do it. And so I sat with it. I thought about it. And then that's when you know crystal clear came out as far as like it being my affirmation and being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. And it kind of just that kind of made me say, okay, I accept the name, and that's where I am and how it became the name of my show. Yeah, and and for, and, and for those who heard the introduction, that is hers. I didn't write that. That's hers. And <laughs> I always thought that was a great way to not just introduce the show, but a great way to introduce you and your overall purpose. I said, uh-huh. ah, that nice. Okay, this this woman put a lot of thought into this. Okay, <laughs> and to and realize it goes over that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. And and to hear that your husband had a hand in it, well, I understand. Mm-hmm. And look, speaking of spouses that have a hand in podcasts, I raise hand here. So <laughs> I know <how> that is. <laughs> so I am speaking to a person. <laughs> so I'm speaking to a person who lives in the Metroplex. But if I am not mistaken, you did not grow up there. Uh, where did you grow up? Grew up in Houston, Texas. Oh, H-Town Southside. girl. Yes, Southside. Okay. okay. Southside of Houston. All right. All right. Well, whereabouts? Because I'm, I'm from Houston myself. I'm okay. Mostly um, every part of okay. Uh, yeah. Every part of <laughs> And until my, <laughs> my adult life, I kind of moved to the Southwest. But uh, mostly my childhood and teenage life was on the Southside. Okay. All right. Well, well then, yeah, we're somewhat in kindred in spirit because I uh, grew up and spent a lot of time in the South, South Side of Houston, too. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. It's good to good to feel kinfolk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Good. So, so did you like growing up in Houston, or did you have desires of of wanting to grow else grow up elsewhere? I enjoyed Houston. I really did. Yeah. yeah I, I've always said it's a wonderful city. Mm-hmm. So, what motivated you or precipitated you to move to the Dallas area? Uh, my husband is from the DFW area, so he's from some small town, Colorado. And that's where he grew up. And basically, he uh, came to Houston for a college, and that's how we ended up meeting. And his job, based in Houston, happened to have an office in Dallas, and he took a job here. And it was like, okay, of course, for him. But for me, it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I basically basically moved when he got a job offer out here. And how uh, I'm in Dallas now. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. And I explain, I tried at my best to explain the difference between Houston and Dallas. It, it's, it's amazing that these two cities are in the same state, but the feel is different. Extreme, <laughs> extremely different. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love both cities, but for far different reasons, far different reasons. Mm. And, and is this, is it the same for you? So, um, experiencing Dallas, I say that I like Dallas better than I like Houston. Uh, I just think the city was planned better, if that makes sense at all. It just feels like they put a lot of thought into it, like like they expected some of the growth. And Houston, I don't mm. think, and I, I don't think they planned a lot. Like, it's a big city, and it just seems like they're forever readjusting to the growth, and it's kind of pushed. But that for that reason, that's the only reason I like Dallas better. But outside of, like, you know, um, like the city life and, you know, what it has to offer, they're pretty similar there. Mm-hmm. But outside of like the people, the people are different. I feel like uh, Houston is more the word I'm looking for. Houston, I don't know. I guess because I'm from Houston, it's just like it's comfort. It's comforting to me. Like it's a comfortable mm-hmm. place. I feel like everybody's friendly. 
I feel like Dallas is not as friendly, but it's still a very cool place to live. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, I've visited Dallas a few, few times and loved mm-hmm. my time there when I've been there every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that feeling of comfort in Houston. Yeah. I've, I've, of course I've felt that plenty of times myself. And mm-hmm. as for the, as for the wonderful traffic there, a gallery <laughs> area, I'm looking at you. Uh, yeah. It leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Man. <laughs> The Galleria area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I I get chills thinking about being on six ten and fifty nine. Well, should I say sixty nine now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I left the city and I'm like, oh, it's fifty nine is now turned to an interstate all of a sudden. When did that happen? I'm like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. That area, hard. Yeah. To deal with. Yeah. So uh, you said you met your husband in college? Yeah. Okay. So where'd you, where'd you attend college? Uh, I went to University of Houston, the downtown campus, and he went to the main campus. And even though they're, they're affiliated, they're affiliated, they're not necessarily, they don't consider themselves, like, I, it's hard to explain, but you do have access to, like, the libraries and stuff like that. So I kind of met him using the main campus's library because it was closer to home. But yeah, that's how we met. Okay. Well, then it wasn't far at all for you. <laughs> Consider you live in <laughs> South Side. And well, I mean, mm-hmm. U of H downtown's a little bit more of a hike, but main campus, mm-hmm. that's not, not that far. Wow. Okay. Mm-mm, no, not at all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, spent many times, many days in the South Side. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. you have this wonderful name. You have this great podcast, but I, I have to ask this question. What precipitated Crystal Clear? Uh, why did did this have to become a podcast for you? It had to become a podcast because I have always wanted to share. I just didn't know what to do or how to do it. I just knew I wanted to do it, needed to do it. And uh, initially, I thought, you know, maybe get a YouTube channel and do it that way. But then I realized that I did not want to spend that much time in front of the camera I did not want to spend that much time editing videos in front of the camera. (laughs) And I was just like, no, I don't think that's going to be for me. And I kind of gave that up. And I just had no clue. Um, I've I've listened to podcasts for uh, quite some time now. And I never really um, thought it was something that I could do because I thought everyone that did it had to have a studio. So Mm -hmm. uh, when I realized that I did not have to have a studio and I can actually you know, do it from my phone, I was like, okay, well, it's on, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I got started. Well, hey, that's how I got, uh, that's how I got started too. Uh, oh. I didn't have, I didn't have a mic. I do now. Didn't have a mic uh-huh. and I had a computer, but I didn't have one that really could operate the way I would like. So mm-hmm. yeah, I recorded my first few, first, first few episodes of, uh, of my first podcast on my smartphone with the Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth headset. And that's how I did it. So I fully get where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, humble beginnings for real, but yeah, it's amazing how it can just take a little bit of this to really get something stoked and, and have that catch on. So yeah. 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 The way your show is now, uh, is this what you envisioned when you start or has it taken on forms since you have started crystal clear? a good question because uh, I really feel like it's doing what I wanted it to do. I I did not really, I did not expect uh, for it to do as well as I feel like it's doing. 
uh, I feel like I am going in the direction I want to. I, I feel like I'm, like, obsessed with that. Like, I don't want to venture too far from, you know, being something that I can, you know, keep close as far as, like, it being somewhere, something that I can, you know, you know, tell my story and, you know, basically motivate just by, you know, getting through, getting dealing with life and, you know, making it through, like, hard times or dealing with whatever you have to deal with and kind of being transparent, talking about what I actually deal with. So I feel like it's, it's, still, it's still close. Like, I can still control it, like, having taken from me. And someone else is controlling it. And that was, like, my biggest concern. But as far as, like, uh, the, the message that I'm having, I feel like it's doing what it was going to do. Um, and I, I, I really didn't have a plan for, like, who it reached and who liked it. I just knew it was going to be true to me. And that was, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, true to the brand. That makes plenty of sense. Makes plenty of sense. What type of growth have you noticed about yourself since your beginning? I feel a whole lot more confident. Uh, I, I, I struggled with that a lot. Uh, and I feel like me putting myself out there to be judged and, you know, and not being as bad as I thought <laughs> has given me a lot of confidence. And it just makes uh, me willing to try new things, uh, makes me more open to it. And, you know, it makes me uh, move faster on ideas. So if I was someone who was, like, kind of dragging my feet about something, I thought was a good idea. Now, if I get a good idea, I know I need to move with it. So I, you know, contribute that to, you know, starting the podcast and me liking where it's going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One, one thing about this, Mike, it's, (laughs) it is difficult to not grow being behind it. It is very difficult to not grow. And, And especially being creative, you listen to your stuff and you get this feel of, is it good enough? No, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can try that. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you not only have you built on this creation, but you start to feel as though you've built on yourself too. And that's when you know a vehicle is extremely powerful. When you actually know that you are touching lives that have an effect on lives, when the creation that you have birthed is feeding you and making you grow as well. So you have segments in your show, uh, shout outs for one and which I like another is (laughs) another is the good news segment. And I can't help but think that, yeah, it's good news, but it almost seems that it, it rings a little, um, Christian. Is it meant to be that or, or it's just straight up good news? It's straight up good news. I, I know that it um, rings a little Christian, but it's it's not it's not intended intended to do that. Basically, I, I kind of introduced it because good news doesn't travel fast enough. You know, I'm here to help. Like I feel like we're being bogged down with like negative stuff, like negative news. You know, that everywhere you look, you'll hear something negative, and I feel like ultimately there's not a lot you can do with the negativity that's going on around us. Like, you know, all you really can do is like manage how much you hear it and what you do once you've heard it, you know? And I feel like it's important to try to balance some of that with some positive things to know, like while a segment of the world is awful and going crazy, there's a lot of it that's still intact, you know? And that's kind of where the good news comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I I try my best. My wife uh, wrangles me uh, (laughs) with my sports podcast (laughs) to do that. I was like, okay, uh, I can have fun with the other stuff, but I tried to introduce good things because it like how you lead the segment when you say, you know, this is not enough good news that travels. And I'm thinking, 
man, Chris was right. <laughs> Chris was right. I may have to try a little bit more of that myself in my own way. Okay. Well, I'll embrace that and run with it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so you said that you met your husband uh, on co- on a college campus, U of H, and now you guys are married. Well, how long have you been married? It'll be eight years in September. Oh, well, congratulations yeah. to that early. <laughs> Happy anniversary months in advance. Mm-hmm. I've, I hear a lot of relationship talk in your podcast. Mm-hmm. How much or how little is the relationship talk that you do have in your podcast is about your relationship with your husband? A lot of it. Uh, a lot of it is. And um, the reason for that is because it's crystal clear. And so I feel like um, it's my part or I've decided to make it my part to, you know, give a um, a, a, a realistic uh, view to relationships. Like I know a lot of times if you're watching TV or you're talking to a friend, they'll dress up their relationship as something perfect, right? And mm-hmm. I make a point to talk about like the things that are not perfect or the things that kind of frustrate me or the the kind of disagreements that me and my husband have and how we see things differently, but we still work, you know, because I, I really want people to understand relationships are not meant to be perfect. Like you go through those relationships to grow from them as well. And so it's mainly my, my goal to make people understand that a good marriage doesn't necessarily have no issue, you know, like a good marriage actually involves a lot of issues and you guys are just working through them. So that's like, something that I do and I'm glad you noticed it (laughs) and asked me this question because that's like a big goal of mine. I want people to hear like marriages are not perfect. Marriages doesn't involve everybody agreeing all the time. Marriages, you know, there's, there's a lot of arguments going on. There's a lot of, there's a lot of it. And I just want that to be known. And I want that in everybody's head. So when they get into a marriage and they start encountering these issues, they're not shocked. They're like, I did the wrong thing. No, you did the right thing. You're just not going to get your way all the time, you know? So that's something that I really enjoy doing and wait for questions like you just asked me so I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good. And it was something that Creflo Dollar said that that really, really hit home for me when it came to marriage. He said, how can you expect something to go perfect and right all the time when you have two different human beings who have to bond together. Yes, sometimes it sometimes it's great and sometimes it works, but other times it is like two bulls colliding with each other. Right. And think of and just think of any other relationship you've had with another human being. It's been right. just as combative. You know, so Absolutely. what makes you think yeah, so what makes you think that the relationship you would have with husband or wife would be any different? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And for some reason that's the misconception you have with marriages. Yeah. Yeah. And the the beauty part about marriage is that that is true. It is not perfect. And I'm glad that you highlight that. Mm -hmm. But it is those imperfections that makes the bond stronger. And that's the feelings with yours. Mm -hmm. And that definitely is how it is with my marriage. It's those those bumps on the road, those disagreements, Mm -hmm. those moments where my wife can't stand me and, you know, and and vice versa. You know, I I think back now and then I. Our marriage is is very very solid now, and I, I look I look at my wife and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I can't imagine going through life with any other person but you. Right. But uh, but I have in the back of my mind, woo man, we've had some knockdown dragouts. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I I have said some things to you I would love to take back. Ooh, that name you called me, wow, 
Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's in the back of my head, but you know, uh, I mean, what I traded, what I trade those moments for where I am now with my wife. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Now, one of the things that is very, very difficult to ignore about crystal clear. <laughs> and I heard this through a fellow podcasters of a fellow podcaster of ours. I believe it was from the drunken nice King K. Uh, when he pronounced you to be uh, the podcast pastor, <laughs> uh, the the anointing seems to be extremely strong within you. So how would you describe your relationship with Jesus? OK, so. <laughs> OK, to the best of my ability. All right. So here it is. Um, basically, that's 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 all I know. Jesus, Jesus Christ. That, that's all I know. Right. And um, imagine being raised in a church to, to where they're telling you everything you need to know about Jesus, but they are lacing it with restrictions. So I basically felt as though that while I love Jesus and I know Jesus loves me, I can't get to him. There's no way for me to feel a real connection because I'm not good enough and I may never be. So there was always this disconnect. So um, as I grew up, of course, I've always, I always prayed. I was taught to pray. I knew everything would always work out. I was taught that, but I never felt connected. And uh, eventually, when I started to feel connected, it was because I I started to t- I started kind of removing myself from the church, not in the sense to where I don't agree with it, but in the sense to where I needed to find my own connection. And I, I really felt like I had a um, I was too easily easily impressed with what other people said and how they put it, and I put too much value in other people's words to where. I would, you know, deny my own personal feelings and thoughts about what I felt like I would hear or feel from Christ. <laughs> so it, it crystal clear is also me accepting what I feel that I'm getting from, you know, Jesus Christ or God or whoever and whatever people believe or whatnot. I feel like this is my clear channel to, you know, what I'm being showed and how it's being presented to me and I don't have to run from that and it doesn't have to look like what anybody else does. It doesn't have to sound or feel like what anybody else does. I can trust that this is for me. And so that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like that's the best I can do as far as an explanation. But Jesus Christ is all I know. All I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Oh and and for those who caught the uh the words clear channel, no, she's not talking about the media mogul company. No, she's not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh my! All right, I'm probably gonna throw a curveball at you on this one. No problem. What is your favorite? What is your favorite scripture? My favorite scripture. You know what? I felt like you were gonna ask me that. I I, I did. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a question I tapped into. What will you ask me? And I have an answer prepared for it. So, um, back into my uh, upbringing. So. I didn't choose church. Church chose me, right? So mm-hmm. I basically was raised in church. So I just know the Bible because I sat through church my whole entire life. So it's not anything that um, I read to memorize. It was just something I read to, you know, learn about other people, you know, walking and living for Christ, right? So I don't have a favorite scripture. I couldn't recite one to you. <laughs> I don't have one. I just know mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that come to memory when I am going through something. So say, for instance, I am, you know, in the car and I'm thinking of something negative or whatever. All of a sudden, a scripture will insert itself. Now, I couldn't tell you where to find it in the Bible, but I know it's scripture because I recognize it. So 
I can't tell you. It's it's weird, and I apologize. <laughs> I know I get like a um a church uh, card taken away, but I I can't, and it's just never what I done <laughs> or did. So <laughs> that's 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 the truth. That's the reality of it all. It's not it's not it's never been like that for me. I've never been like um somebody who can uh debate the Bible with anyone because I don't think it's about that. And it's definitely not about that for me. And debating the Bible is not about that for me either. I, I'm 100% mm-hmm. with you on that. Uh, and I definitely wasn't asking that for a debate. Right, no, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely was asking that for just the understanding of, hmm, what are those scriptures that you lean on when times get really rough for you? Because, you know, I, I know that, I mean, I know that that is true for you like it is for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and similar to me, uh, similar to you, I, 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 I can I can see these scriptures when I'm going through something just mm-hmm. real in my head, you know. Right. <laughs> I can just pop them yeah, off. They come when you need them. They come right. when you need them. I I could never pop them off. I never could. But like mm-hmm. um like if I'm if somebody's in front of me and they need encouragement, they'll come up at that time as well. Like when when necessary, kind of like you know, it's not like something where I can go a scripture at someone. And if I would, um maybe actually it would be. Um, cause I do have some that I like when I can mm-hmm. recall them, but if on the spot, no, I can't. Um, right. but the race is not given to the sister to the strong, but those who persevere to the end. Now I can't tell you what book that's from. I can't tell you mm-hmm. what verse, <laughs> what chapter or verse. I can't, I know it's in there though. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of why I don't, but like, I can't tell you the scriptures. I don't know where it's at, <laughs> but that's just <laughs> the reality of who I am. And I accept myself anyway. So yeah, I like that one. Um, I like that one for the most part is because it's encouraging. And I know oftentimes people, you know, are always looking at other people. And I feel like that's a reminder that the race is not given to the swift mm-hmm. or to the strong. Like, so don't go by what it looks like because somebody's progressing faster than you are. Somebody looks like they're doing better than you or whatever, whether you want to look at it as strength or swiftness or however you want to interpret that but it's it's to those that persevere to the end and so if you stay consistent and you stick it through you're going to win don't give up and so it i that's one of my favorites because i feel like it applies in every in every area of my life especially when i'm looking at others or you know feeling down about my situation i have to be reminded that don't don't go by appearances and i know there's another scripture about not going by appearances so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. I'm picturing that scripture. Yeah. It's the moment when Samuel went to, to to find the first king of Israel, and of course, it was the people already picked one, and mm-hmm. and and Samuel's looking at all these all, all these all these sons of Jesse, and and he's like, okay, and looks at one of them, statuesque guy, and probably probably just as statuesque as, as Saul was, and said, yeah, this has to be the one that God says. It's going to be the first anointed uh-huh. king of Israel. <laughs> and before he, before God directed him toward David's direction, he said, yeah, yeah, you all judge on appearances. I judge by the heart. And uh-huh. every time I think of that scripture, it floors me because I'm like, wow, you can pierce into me and see me that clearly to where you actually know that my eyes have biases. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it floors me every single time. Right. Uh, but I, I can tell I, I can tell you a, certain area of scripture that remind that that your podcast always reminds me of and that is one of well one of my favorite chapters in the bible period 31 uh the last 21 verses of that where it talks about the the woman of noble character and i've listened to many podcasts and love many of them mm-hmm. but yours stand out to me because i i am looking at this proverbs 31 woman 
be this beacon show equal parts vulnerability grace sweetness power grace you know and and is loved by so many people because of the fact that you are the woman that you are and wow. and i Thank you. i can't oh no problem and i can't help but to think of those scriptures every single time i hear any any episode that you do and it 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 you know as i said before we were on air i i admire you because you have this strength of character and you are wanting to always be you and it's nothing for you to be you and you see to walk to the with the understanding of okay well god i hope you're pleased with me because what i'm going to say is yes from my heart but you know you're in me so mm-hmm. if you're in me i'm good to go and i can flow and right yeah did so yeah know that if no one has ever said that about you i see it and i appreciate you because of that wow i really appreciate that that's like a major compliment to me and that's what i find like so amazing because like, I, I keep trying to explain to people, like, I'm not mad at the church I was raised in, but I just didn't have the closeness that I have now with God then. And it was just because I felt like I wasn't good enough. And not to feel, not to feel like you have to be good, you know, because I feel like if you're comparing yourself to God, you, you would never, you know, match up or anything like that. But as far as feeling like you can do something for God, you know, for his kingdom, if you can do to feel like you can do something in support of that and to help other people, I feel like you have to feel like there is some value within you. And um, this is actually helping me see that there is value in me, understanding it, reinforcing it, and, you know, giving me, you know, the opportunity to reach others, maybe in a way that the church possibly couldn't because they are, you know, more judgmental and, um, you know, kind of doing their thing the way. You know, they feel like God is leading them to do it, you know, because everybody, I feel like they're led by God, but maybe in different ways, you know, and yeah. it's not for me to judge their path. And it's like, it's not for them to judge mine. And mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate the compliment. <laughs> I really do. Oh, no problem. No problem. And I mean, it's like what Jesus said to the disciples, you know, go out into the world and preach the gospel to all the ends of the earth. Jesus didn't say how to do it. Mm-hmm. He just said, just go out That's and preach true. it. you know your your method although it's not littered with scripture it could be and i know sometimes you throw some in there i this is one of your vehicles with the ministry that you've been given to do that so yeah for anyone to say uh yeah i don't agree with your method well that's not for them to agree or disagree with and Mm -hmm. you know and and I, i i love the fact that you own that you own that and you don't try to browbeat it into people on top of it so yeah i yeah i yeah no, I, I, I feel like that's responsibility. I feel like mm-hmm. if it comes with you know accepting who you are, if it took you a lot of, if it took you a lot to accept who you were, um, I feel like you have to allow people to get to that place for themselves, you know. And yeah. it's not my job to agree with it or disagree with it, you know. Like that's not my part. And right. I feel like if I feel like if that was my experience earlier on, I would have got here sooner. But you know, God's timing, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I. Look, I have the butt mm-hmm. prints from kicking myself in the behind for one to speed guys timing up to. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm fully aware. <laughs> so how mm-hmm. is your relationship with, yeah. So how is your relationship with Jesus now? Um, like I said, I feel like it's stronger if I am comparing it to, uh, what the church would consider. I, I probably am, you know, lacking or whatever, cause I probably don't go to church as much as I should, but I feel closer than ever. I, I truly do. 
And I feel like it's because I'm actually trusting the connection opposed to looking for one, if that makes sense at all. Like, I feel like I've tapped into the connection and I can trust it. Like, I've been given enough confirmation to understand that this is what I need to do and this is how I need to do it. And when I feel led to go with that and I don't have to, you know, go, you know, confirm or do anything different because somebody else is doing it because they said that's what you're supposed to do because they said this is what it looks like. I can now be confident in my connection. So I, I, I don't, if I feel like, because that's where I'm conflicted because I see, I know what it looks like to be a steward and go to church all the time and read the word all the time and pray all the time. I know what that looks like. I know what it is. And if I compare myself to that, I feel like I'm so far and that's discouraging, you know, but I can't compare myself to that. Can't, I can't be discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. It's understandable. Uh, But I think what, I think what you're also alluding to is the understanding. And for me, it was the same. I mean, I went to church every Sunday myself and, and followed ritual and, Uh and, was at home with ritual and didn't realize I was at home with ritual and stepped away and learned that being with Jesus isn't about just seeing the words. And it isn't just about just saying, I go to church at this time to this time on Sunday, or even, or even this time to this time on Sunday and this time to this time on Wednesday. It's more than that. It's more than that. It is a relationship. And I've had to, I've had to coax myself in understanding. Oh, so you mean to tell me that you want to have the same type of relationship with me as I try to conduct with my friends or with my my wife or with my my family. But of course, it's exponentially greater because, well, you're infinitely greater. Mm-hmm. And and when that understanding and that nugget dropped on me, it was like a game changer. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've heard the the saying that uh, that uh, Jesus is not a re- it's not a religion, it's a relationship. And I've never heard that. <laughs> But I believe it. It sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Too bad it's not scripture, but yeah. <laughs> but in in understanding it definitely is because when you go through the when you go through the Bible, you you do see wow, it is a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, these wonderful men and women of the Bible are tied to God and tied to Jesus through a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case for them, how could it not be the case for you or for me? Right. Yeah. So right. Um, for me, that yeah, that's that's where it is. But I'm not saying that I'm perfect either, because I right. certainly am not. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And and that's that's another thing too. Like you know, um, you know, I do talk about you know like where I am today in you know the church and the Bible and you know my relationship and a lot of um, I guess I I don't disagree with the Bible, uh, but I feel like a lot of the things that are in there or maybe how they were um, explained to me or how I was taught or whatever definitely is different as far as how I do it now you know like I see the relationship now and I understand that's exactly what I need to do opposed to me seeing it as instruction on exactly the the way I have to do something you know Mm -hmm. and and that's something that I did not see before I definitely did not understand that these people are talking about their personal walk they're not giving me instruction. They're just trying to illustrate their personal walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and with that walk, it's unique to them. It's different mm-hmm. to all. Right. The, on, the, on, the only tie to that is God. That's the only, that's the only common denominator. But yeah, I mean, how, how we come to him and, and, and how he dispenses blessing upon us. It's unique to all of us. And yeah, to, 
to him, him in the box. Yeah, that's just that's just not how God rolls. And it's never been how God rolls. And and seeing those examples from the Bible is great. And then seeing those examples from those who have gone through trials and they're not in the Bible. They actually are family members, friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it you know, it it helps shape and crystallize a lot of things there in the Bible, too. Like I remember one time I was going through this trial and and it's funny how words can just just be brought to your attention at, at a certain time. And I mean, I was going through it. I, I mean, I was being persecuted hard. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was my wife who said, you know, it's you know, it is as if you're on fire, but mm-hmm. you don't smell it. You don't smell like it. And it's almost as if you don't see it. And immediately I went to <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego being in the burnt and being in that furnace. And I'm thinking, wow. wow. And, and, and I'm like, wow, okay. I never, th- thank you. Thank you. And I never thought, never thought of the Bible actually coming to life that way for me until then. I was like, oh, wow. So these, these, these wonderful stories are so, so timeless and metaphorical to the mm-hmm. point where I can, I can dive into it, relate to it and say, okay. I can somewhat relate to these three because I'm going through this now, although I'm not physically in a furnace. I don't physically see her, but man, it feels like at this time I'm burning up. Right, but but I'm, they were in a fire and they were not consumed. So it could very right. well be the exact same. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, and what that situation better. So I'm thinking, wow. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah, they, if they could literally walk out this furnace and not, not like smoke and not have any, any rags burn. Mm-hmm. Then I guess this is the equivalent for me of this event because I'm walking out this situation, no rags burned, no no ailments, no fr- no frailties. Wow, okay, I can relate mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 powerful when you really dig into that. Right. Oh man, I can continue to talk with you. Uh, <laughs> this this <laughs> has been great. This has been this has almost been uh, too wonderful for me. But I know that your time is short and valuable, so I don't want to waste any more of it. So I have a few more questions to ask you. Okay. The the first one is, what has been in your life your biggest regret? Or if you don't want to answer that, what has been your biggest lesson learned? Hmm, my biggest regret. I'm going to have to talk through this one because I cannot think of a big regret right up out now um because like i told you everything works itself out um mm-hmm. even when you you know uh, you know thought it was you know falling apart it actually worked itself out um i guess hmm, I, uh, honestly it'd be hard for me to answer either one biggest lesson learned or biggest regret uh, lesson learned i'll just go with that one because <laughs> i possibly can answer it uh would have to be me understanding that uh, God has always been with me, you know, and yeah. doubting and I guess not seeing it, you know, and I don't know how I really wish you could just tell people like, you know, even though you don't feel like it, it's working for you. I wish you could explain that to people, but then that's going to take the truth out, the truth out of it for them because they have to realize it on their own. Right. And I right. kind of wish you could tell them that, but if if the if there was a lesson to be learned, it would be to understand that you can't you can't change people or you, you can't make them see what you can see. You can't make them be on your level. You can't make them experience what you're experiencing. You cannot live life for other people. Like you cannot. You just can't. And as somebody who's very helpful and, you know, 
you know, want to help and would do a whole lot. If I could, I have to accept that, you know, everything is under control. And that's like the biggest lesson learned is that I am protected. That's that's the biggest I'm protected. Mm, wow. And that's a huge lesson to learn for any of us. <laughs> any of us. Wow. All right. I will flip the coin to the other side. What has been your biggest accomplishment? And if your biggest accomplishment has been giving your life over to Christ, name another one. Well, like I, I was born into the church, you know, <laughs> like that wasn't a choice. I, that was something that just happened. Like my mom, <laughs> my mom gave her life to Christ and then she had me. And so I was, I belonged to Christ. <laughs> you know, that's how that happened. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest accomplishment would be, hmm, well, right now, I, <laughs> I would have to say, you know, while being married and having a child are all awesome and great, they are, but this is something that um, I didn't think I could. I wanted to do, but I didn't know if I could do it. And mm. it took a lot for me to actually do it. And, you know, once I realized I could have a podcast, I understood, like, why I went through so much because um, I went through a lot, like, the year before I started it. And I ended up listening listening to a lot of encouraging things and putting a lot of, you know, positivity and a lot of, you know, like good word, you know, a lot of good stuff into my mind, you know, not realizing I was preparing myself for this. So mm-hmm. when I, you know, sit down to do a show or now that I'm talking to you, doing things because it sparked from my show, I feel like this is a huge accomplishment because like not too long ago, I could have never done this. I wouldn't have taken the step. So it's major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the world is far better because you made that decision to press play for the uh, press record <laughs> for the first time. It is better because you press record for the first time. No question about that. Well, thank no, you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Well, this is the time of the show where if you have any parting shots, which that doesn't seem your style. <laughs> Or you have any words of wisdom, like you haven't dropped any before, but whatever you'd like to say right now, the floor is yours. Okay. All right. So as crystal clear, uh, I would like for um, anyone who gets to hear this podcast to know that, you know, everything that's happening to you, whether it be good or bad, is you know, setting you up for something to benefit you in some way, some form, some fashion. Like we, we, we will never be able to see where we're going or what we're going to do. We might have an idea. We might have a, you know, a dream or whatnot. And it may work out that way. It might work out better. It might, it might just, you know, be something close and you realize you want something totally different. But if you hadn't took that step, you wouldn't have realized that. And so I just want everyone to be encouraged and, you know, to follow your dream and to understand that, you know, you have value. There's something that you can offer. And, you know, you can be impressed with other people and like what they do, but there's something special that you need to do and tap into that. I don't know how to tell you to do it, but just be looking for that feeling where you just know. (laughs) Mm, And I can eat off of that for a good while. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the podcast host of Crystal Clear, Crystal Clear. Crystal, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Communication is a very powerful tool, one that I believe we all take for granted. Even those like myself who step behind the mic and speak, the art of what we say, the power of our words really carries a ton of weight, whether it's positive or negative. And to undercut that, 
power is really doing what we do as just simple dialogue between ourselves and another. It gives a disservice to the whole form of communication. The word says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know you ought to answer each person. Know that words aren't empty. Words aren't being spoken just for the sake of it being spoken. Each word has a meaning and each sentence has a purpose. And what comes out of you determines the direction of your purpose. And that's why communication is so big. Many thanks to Crystal Clear for her platform and her wisdom. It is an absolute pleasure to get to know and get to really talk with somebody who really embodies the power of communication. For changing the world one conversation at a time. I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. For more of Revelations, go to Pippa spelled P-I-P-P-A dot I-O.